Natalie, and we are the sisters that bring you Insta Mamas, the podcast where we talk everything from foster care to adoption to healthy, clean living, motherhood, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Rachel here. In this week's podcast episode, we are going to be talking about ketosis and Natalie and I's journey into ketosis. Um, Obviously, it's a huge topic and we're not going to be able to get to everything, but if you have questions or concerns, please send us a DM. Natalie's is... Uh, Natalie underscore clean living 1990. And mine is fostering health 89. So you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, disclaimer. We are not physicians. We are not professionals. So if you have health related questions, please talk to your doctor. Yeah. Um, so let's just get started and just talk about what ketosis is. Keto is probably something you've heard online. There's a lot of garbage out there about what keto is, what it means, and we just want to like tell you what it's been for us and um, also dieting in general. I hate well, the word diet, but it's, the actual word's meaning just means whatever you eat. If you eat 20 donuts a day, that's your diet. doesn't mean you're going to lose weight, right? Well, and I think people hear keto and they'll run for the hills because it's like, oh, it's just another fad diet that everyone's doing. But the crazy thing is keto has been around since the beginning of man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, I mean, keto, keto is the, the buzzword, but ketosis is actually a scientific thing happening in your body. So um, according to WebMD, um, and they have some information about um, ketosis, it's that ketosis is a normal process that happens when your body doesn't have enough carbs to burn for energy. Instead, it burns fat and makes substance called ketones, which it can use for fuel. So in layman's terms, maybe, um, instead of burning the like the calories you consume from carbohydrates, we're talking complex carbohydrates, bread, pasta, that kind of stuff, and sugar, it burns fat. Because let's be honest, people, most of us are carrying around extra fat and we would rather our bodies be burning fat than burning what we're eating every day. Um, the problem is we usually in our American diets are eating way too much, uh, we're eating way too much carbs and sugars and that's our problem. Yeah, and we're not talking about, it's so essentially what keto is, is a low carb, high fat diet. And when people hear that, uh, a lot of people think, fat is bad. And they think bacon and butter. And yes, we're allowed to have bacon. And yes, we're allowed to have butter. But that is not the diet. That is not a healthy keto diet. And so a lot of people will get on ketosis and are keto and start eating like a lot of meats. They don't eat vegetables. And the thing is, it's healthy fats. You need to be getting your fats from almonds, um, olives, avocados, like healthy, healthy fats. And a lot of people just eat a lot of meat and cheese on their diet and call it good. And yes, you will lose weight doing that, but it's not going to be the healthiest and you're not going to feel the best either. Yeah, and also like the whole point for me is I had to have something, I couldn't feel hungry or deprived all the time or I was just going to cheat and overeat. And honestly, I can say I have not had sugar since I started and I don't crave sugar anymore. So I can't say the same thing, but Natalie, what was it that changed for you? Because I think that's the hardest part is people wanting to be like, how do I start? Like, I'm not feeling good. I'm not. And I just want to start, but it's just so hard. I just don't have time. I'm running around. Like, how do you start something like that? Especially you being a teacher, you started in May and that's one of the busiest times for a teacher. 
Well, and I just, I got to the point where I had to value taking care of my body. I think in our culture, we're like, oh, I only got four hours of sleep last night and I'm doing fine. And, and we, we kind of like celebrate busy, mm -hmm. busy people. And we celebrate people who don't take care of their bodies the way they should. And, and instead of that, we should celebrate people who are making counterculture because it is counterculture to not eat bread like it's a big part of our culture when i think about making a dinner we think about the carbs that are going to be in that dinner and the truth is we can get most of our carbs uh from vegetables we we don't need to have all these complex carbs but to answer rachel's question uh, my my health story is kind of really long and it, you could actually take it back to when we were nine or ten years old our house burnt down we lost everything we owned um, we had this big beautiful house a family of eight is all of a sudden homeless we had to live in a uh, two hotel rooms for like how long it was about like three months it was like two or three months it was a really long time and obviously we weren't um, in the healthiest spot because we had to eat out every single meal and it was really stressful for a huge family to live in this small space and so we were eating out all the time and there was like what the country buffet across yeah. the street and so we were eating there every single night for dinner and there's ice cream and cookies and it was such a stressful time that I started to use food even back then to um, help me deal with like all the stress and pain I mean I was a kid I didn't understand I was doing that but fast forward to my teen years I just was on these yo-yo diets and and I've always kind of been a thicker girl and so you know and I had all these twig little skinny friends that you know is normal for teenage girls but I just always felt just like I didn't quite fit and was always doing these like fad crash diets and I'd lose weight and I'd gain weight. And then when I got into college, I actually got in a pretty good groove. Um, I got pretty healthy. I was not eating probably as much as I needed to, um, but I was always running around and I was, I was pretty thin. And then I was diagnosed when I was 21 years old with an autoimmune disease called psoriatic arthritis. I went from being a full-time college student, highly involved in my church and Bible study, um, and having a job and just going, going, going to all of a sudden I couldn't get out of bed. I had, I just felt like an old lady. I couldn't hold a pencil. My hands were so swollen. I had to stop playing guitar, which was really, really hard for me. It was one and of the, she's a gifted guitar player. I mean, you should just listen to her sing and play guitar. It's beautiful. And, uh, that was something that was really hard. And I just, it changed my life and just messed me up and, and so I had to basically relearn who I was. And instead of, you know, going to clean eating and clean healthy living, I did not know how to clean eat back then because I was in college living on a top ramen and, and everything else. And, and um, I just started using food as a comfort like I had as a child. And I couldn't really go out and do a lot of stuff. And so food kind of became that for me. And, um, and it didn't happen overnight. I just slowly gained and slowly gained. And every year, you know, I would just gain a little bit more. And I just kind of accepted, oh, you know, um, I this is just kind of who I am. I'm kind of heavier. I'm just, I'm just going to be sick. And I got to a point last year where I was just getting heavier and sicker and sicker. And I was going from like sugar high to sugar high just to get through the day. And, um... I just I knew something had to change but I was at the point where a lot of people are like I don't want to be this way I don't like how my clothes fit I don't like how just getting out of bed every single day is so hard 
um, and my arthritis, I had a headache and a neck ache for like two months. And just, I was just, my doctors were like, take this pill the rest of your life. Try this medicine that makes you throw up all the time. Like, and, and they couldn't provide, I mean, they could have if they would have told me about nutrition, but. Isn't know, that the crazy thing nowadays? If you get sick, it's like, try this pill and then take this pill for the side effects from this pill. But no, I mean, in all my times of medicine, I've never had a doctor say, let's look at your diet. I seriously have not. When anyone looking at me knew I was overweight, like, why couldn't he have just told me, like, and he'd say stuff like, well, if you get a little bit more active, you know, and, and he just was too nice to me. And maybe that's what I needed because you're never ready until you're ready right Mm -hmm. so finally i got to this uh i was taking i was going to this women's bible study and it was wonderful and it was about the forces that shape us in our lives and it had a different lesson each week but they did a lesson on health and i just i knew in my heart i was so convicted i was like if i am going to be a good mom if i'm going to be a like do the things that god's called me to in my life i cannot be this heavy and but then i i kind of left that lesson like encouraged but also like what the heck am I supposed to do and maybe Rachel can speak to this too like everyone's every woman's gotten to this point where like I need to lose weight but how do you go from that step to the next step yeah just how (laughs) that was so hard for me and well you started code red so that was a program that was pretty straightforward that you were able to um follow Mm-hmm. I did not go that route. Uh, like I said, the same thing. I got bigger and bigger. And then starting in about fifth grade, I started to get bullied, like really badly bullied. And I turned to food for comfort. I used to, I was the kid that would sneak snacks at nighttime and hide food under my pillow. And when my mom found out, she put me in counseling and she tried to get me in help, tried to give me help. She took me to a nutritionist, but... The one thing they didn't really address with the nutrition, the nutritionist was saying, this is what you need to eat, A, B, and C, or try cutting back this, try cutting back that. But as a 10, 11-year-old kid, you don't really think like, oh, okay, I'm going to do that, you know. And then with the counseling, it really never got to the core of the binge eating was the problem for me. Like, I just would binge eat. But um, but it did help a little bit, and then... For, I worked through it, and freshman year, I did Weight Watchers and lost freshman a whole... Freshman year of college? Uh, high school. Oh, freshman high school. year. I lost a whole bunch of weight, felt confident, went through high school pretty confident. College, I lost tons of weight because I was on the... Where you drink a lot, and then you don't really eat, and then you exercise for two hours at the gym, which was not healthy, and I swear that has, like, messed up my metabolism. Then, when I got older, and I was married at... First, when I was married, I did Whole30, and that's pretty much a pretty strict paleo diet, and that was the healthiest I've ever been. That was a very healthy diet, but then, of course, I became a mom. I got off it. I just couldn't get back on, and I just kept piling on the weight, and then my marriage got worse and worse and worse, and my self-esteem just went in the toilet, and I was living in fear. I was just felt so trapped and so stressed out of my mind and you cannot lose weight when you're stressed i mean we can't always control our stress but i mean if you think about animals in the wild when they get stressed out all their systems shut down and that includes like digestion and stuff and so if you're trying to lose weight you're trying you know all their systems shut down except for you know the system that says stay alive you know and so if your digestion system shuts down 
how the heck are you supposed to lose weight? Because you mm. need digestion to be a normal part of your losing. So if you're always in that fight or flight, it's impossible to lose weight. And maybe you can speak to what happened after you kind of eliminated some of that stress. Well, when we, my ex and I decided to be done fostering, I think it was a good time, even though it was very hard for me to step away from the fostering world. It's still very hard for me. And I am looking forward when I can help out my community and become a foster parent again. But we took a step back and out of all the things, I guess that was one good thing that happened during that time we had just adopted my daughter and so then I was down to one kid and I thought okay I can do this I started back to work full-time and one of the girls that I work with who I love Priscilla I just love her so much she's such a great friend she did keto too and so we kind of had each other to be like um, keep each other accountable and talk about keto and it's always a lot more fun when you have somebody and then also I wasn't at home to Benji I was meal planning and taking meals with me to work and I was able to stay on keto pretty good and then that was in April but I did have some dives where I got off it and just had like binge weekends and it just was so hard to stay on it for some reason and like Natalie said you just have to make that decision okay I'm gonna do this and so when I moved away from my situation and I came to live with Natalie and Zach, I was like, my life is in pieces right now. It's literally crumbled. Everything, all my hopes and dreams, everything I ever thought that I had or wanted, like just came crumbling down um, because I didn't have so many distractions in my life. I had to deal with some emotions that I had been pushing aside. And Those I emotions kind of lend you to... To binge eating, right? Yeah, the emotions yeah. of binge eating. Once I was able to talk freely about what happened, things that were not okay, and then having to even come to terms with some things that really weren't okay that I was allowing to still happen in my previous relationship. But even just being free from that and given a voice just made such a difference. And I was able to get healthy and be happy and get my confidence back. And then Natalie and I, we got to be together and meal plan and go grocery shopping together and i had a, a live-in cook who like actually could cook keto creations and was like actually creative in the kitchen because i am so not creative so it was really inspiring to me but <laughs> what i love about keto is it doesn't have to be this elaborate thing now i like to cook i like to make curry chicken i like to make teriyaki chicken i like to make um taco soup and all kinds of stuff. I like to make elaborate things. I like to cook from different countries. And my favorite thing is finding creative ways to make them keto. Okay, I really love this. How can I make it keto? Mm -hmm. And Natalie is more simple. She loves a burger. She could eat burgers for every meal for the yeah. rest of her life and not get tired of it. And that is okay. So it depends on your lifestyle if you love to cook and I'm a single mom I'm busy I work full-time yeah I still like to come home and have that time to cook it just makes me feel I think some of your health it's like because losing weight is not like we were talking about stress losing weight is is yes it's about your nutrition and and weight loss starts in the kitchen but it's also about your overall wellness like if you're not mm -hmm. taking care of the reasons you eat and if you don't have a reason to change you're not going to change and so like um i do want to unpack a couple things first like um yeah so when you were younger rachel in fifth sixth grade when those eating problems started um what were some of the 
things that happened that kind of led to that. I know you even have some funny stories from that time, too. Well, the biggest thing was the bullying. I remember there was this one kid who... Well, remember the one kid who, like, was making fun of you and, like, chased you on the playground and I sat on him? <laughs> that and that, him. And that time, the weight gain was, like, appreciated <laughs> because I sat on that little skinny kid and was like, don't mess with my sister. <laughs> oh, that poor guy, because I was a big fifth grader. <sighs> and then one time, this kid who was just really bullying me and just, like, really made me feel just awful about myself. My older sister, Shay, was like, you need to tell him that you may be fat so you can lose the weight but at least I'm not ugly and plastic surgery can't even fix that oh my god and so I said that to him and I still felt like I felt so bad about it even though he tortured me on a daily basis and I actually went back and apologized to him and guess what I didn't lose the weight so I mean um and then you know it's just like hurt people hurt people and when I was in high school I had this kid who like really just used to make fun of me and I just kind of ignored it and I didn't give into it and eventually he left me alone and then I came to find out later that he was in a really abusive um, household and that he didn't have the best dad or home life and it and it really broke my heart and it's like okay well that's why he has to find somebody to bully because somebody's bullying him at home well yeah and at the end of the day everyone has a story mm-hmm. everyone has a reason they behave the way they do and I think for both of us um Becoming mothers is part of our why because, mm-hmm. you know, we have dreams and we have hopes. You know, I want to be I, my I'm adopting a, a girl from India, a little girl. My husband and I are. And I want to be a good mother to her. I want to um, be able to sit on the floor with her and run around with her. And, um, you know, and I want her to be healthy. And I just so I would have to say my why is my daughter that's a big thing and then I kind of spoke about it earlier but I just felt like I needed to be healthier to just do the things God has for me in my life and I also decided that I'm not going to be just a sick person my whole life I'm not going to let my my um, arthritis define who I am yeah my pain is still here I'll tell you I feel so much better I have lost 49 pounds since May Woohoo! and I feel amazing and um, so my why is to be a better version of me for my husband and for my daughter I just want to and I want to live a long happy life with them that's not just crippled in pain all the time and I do want to tell you a story um, it's there's some hard things like uh, I will like my pants are falling off and things like that. And so I'm like walking around the house, like holding my pants up and I'm like, Oh, this is such a good problem. So I finally bought some pants and I was like, I'm going to buy them small because I want to, you know, not grow into them, but what's the opposite of that? Get skinny into them. I don't know. Like downsizing in progress. (laughs) Yeah. So I got a pair of medium pants, the yoga pants. And I was like, just when they came, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to try them on. I, I probably won't fit. And I got into those pants and I felt like, you know, those sausages in the casing. <laughs> I was rolly and poly, but I got those pants on. And um, so I just, stuff like that just makes you feel so good. And I mean, it seems shallow, but I love my clothes again. I can like, I love fashion and I can feel good and what I'm wearing again. And then, um, but I can also just sit on the floor and not be in pain all the time and I can I went on a three mile bike ride the other day just for fun and for my mental health um I was just kind of feeling down around the house and so I got on my bike and 
went on a three mile bike ride and I wasn't dying at the end of it. I wasn't super sweaty. I just enjoyed it. So anyways, maybe Rachel can speak to her why and then we'll get into some of our daily eating habits and things like that. Well, my why is pretty much the same. It's my daughter being a single mom. I realize that she relies on me for a lot and I am the primary caregiver in her life. So if I get sick and I get down, then she's not going to have anyone. I mean, we have a great support system. I have my sister and my family, but if I'm down and out, like I'm her primary person. And so, and it's the same thing. Like I love hiking. I love going on these eight mile hikes and carrying her on my back. And I love feeling inspired when I get to the top. And I just went on, um, Stack rock hike and it's about eight miles and we did really good but then coming back we got off the beaten path so there's an eight mile in and out but then there's a 14 mile loop and so coming on the way back we started to go via the loop and I got on my all trails app in because this was like this isn't looking very familiar and I realized that we had gone off track for like a mile and so then I had to track back so I don't know we might have done like nine or ten miles I don't really know but by the time I got down to the bottom I was literally like sitting down and I could see my car and I was like I'm gonna die here but the car was like right there and I was like come on Rachel you need to get up you can make it and people oh. were like coming on the trail like but okay here's the crazy dogs. thing she does this with her daughter on her back like, she hikes into the wilderness, and, um, like, Ariana's just a snug little bug on her back, and I just, I'm really impressed by it. And Natalie was, like, texting me, like, are you dead? <laughs> I, I was mean, so worried about her. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, like, a three-hour hike, and we got there at, like, 10 a.m., and I got to my car at, like, 5.30 p.m. Like, it took us all day to hike that. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't have to go on 10-mile hikes to be healthy, but, <laughs> yeah. but Rachel, once... That's another part of your why, too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, is I want to be able to do that stuff. And I was getting to the point where even just a two-mile walk was making me feel winded. And I was like, I love being out with nature. I love being in the trees. I love climbing and rocks and swimming. And I cannot do this if I'm throwing out my back every other day from picking up my toddler. So mm -hmm. losing 36 pounds has definitely given me a lot of like pounds. Fat. Yeah, I'm almost in Wonderland. I haven't been in Wonderland in like four years. I'm like so excited. Um, but yeah, so now we're going to go into our daily eating habits, kind of what that looks like. Okay, so it's not a ton of stuff. It's so simple. Um, if, if it's starting to get complicated, you're probably doing it wrong. Um, so I've well, lost... Well, and like I said, it's different for every person. Sorry to interrupt, Anna. No, go for it. And just because this is the way we eat, that's not the way that you have to eat, and this is not the way that you have to keto. Yeah, so it's it's about learning who you are. In our... We talked about our American food culture. We don't get hungry anymore. We... Mm -hmm. Because we... And then also, we're kind of fake hungry all the time. Because if you eat sugar and carbs all the time, it makes your body crave more an hour later it's the sugar high and then the sugar low and so our bodies we have to teach our bodies to be hungry again because hunger is supposed to be a thing that teaches us you know when we're supposed to eat mm -hmm. and so even if you think about how people ate a hundred and two hundred years ago for most of human history getting enough calories every day was a struggle and now we get too many calories every single day, and so eating what we're supposed to. And let's go back to ketosis a little bit. Um, our ancestors and how people used to eat is they would uh, get, you know, 
um, in the summer they'd be running around a lot and they would be eating a lot because there was food around and so they would try to store up and they'd try to eat as many calories as they could in the good season so that they'd be stored up so then come winter their bodies would go into ketosis and then they could burn all that fat that they saved up well fast forward to 2019 what are we doing we're eating more calories than we need every single day they aren't even nutritious calories they're just calories and um then come winter what happens we aren't we don't ever not eat enough does that make sense yeah and in the winter you're more sedentary is mm-hmm. that the right word? Not yeah. as the English teacher. I yeah, just so we're sitting not. around and we're not. And back in the day when people would just sit around in their huts in the winter, it wasn't a big deal because that they weren't. They were also not eating enough calories because they didn't have enough food in the winter. And mm-hmm. so now we have plenty of food in the winter, and actually we celebrate food in the winter and eat all kinds of Christmas cookies and all that kind of stuff. And um, so every winter, instead of coming back into springtime and being ready to eat again, we're fatter and fatter and then every year we eat more and more and more and more until 10 years have passed you're like how did I gain 10 pounds every year for the last 10 years Mm -hmm. and then we're just we feel terrible we have all these health issues well um it doesn't have to be that cycle so that's why we put our bodies into ketosis and it's not a forever thing because that's not how it used to be some people disagree with us on that yeah some people do some people are like I'm going to live in ketosis for the next 20 years um our my kind of philosophy is going to ketosis to help me get at a healthy weight and then after that I'm going to try adding certain foods back in and just doing the whole intuitive eating to see how that affects my body but it's going to be a long time before I'm at a weight that I'm comfortable with so I it'll be a long time before I'm in maintenance mode but kind of on the daily basis how I got started is I when I got serious about keto I was tracking everything like there's a carb manager app that's free and you track your macros and I was trying to stay under 20 grams of carbs I guess like 20 net carbs and for me I wasn't counting the vegetables a lot of people count vegetables and then they just think like oh these vegetables are so high in carbs I don't want to add them into my diet and I personally if I'm not eating a lot of vegetables my body feels run down I feel like I need those vegetables and I know my body well enough so I'm not living off of cheese and bacon like a lot of people do Um, And I love vegetables. If you don't love vegetables, you need to find some vegetables that work for you. You need to find, like, Natalie can eat carrots every single day because she loves carrots. And some people don't even do carrots on keto. Yeah. And then I also bought ketosis strips, um, which are super cheap. I think they're less than $10 on Amazon. And I would just check if I was in. It took me about two weeks to get into ketosis. And then that's when I really noticed the weight dropping is when I was in ketosis. When I wasn't in ketosis, I wouldn't lose anything. And I would learn what got me in and out of ketosis. For example, I can eat a lot of veggies and stay around 50 grams of carbs and be okay, but then I'll eat three grapes and that'll throw me out of ketosis. So I pretty much on a daily basis, for lunch I eat probably a chicken, a veggie, and olives. I really just stick with olives because they're easy. I can get them canned and they're cheaper. And that's a healthy fat. And I can bring that to work. So what your plate should really be looking at is a protein a small fat and 
a vegetable and your vegetables should take up most of your plate yeah so it's this is where it's kind of confusing um and rachel's saying net carbs and the the thing she said was carb manager that's the name of the it it tells you kind of how to do it and there's so i use something called lose it there's my fitness pal there's mm -hmm. so many free programs don't pay for something unless you're really excited about paying for apps. And that's the hard thing too, is if you get on Instagram and there's all these keto accounts, they say, oh, try this if you need to get into ketosis, try this 28 day program. Oh, try to buy these ketones, these ketones drinks, or this ketone protein shake. And I know some people give me a lot, will get a lot of backlash for this, but you do not need to buy those products to lose weight and be in ketosis. You just need to eat real, food everything on this lifestyle and we say lifestyle because i mean it is a diet because anything you eat is your diet um but it's a lifestyle because you don't get to go back to eating lucky charms for dinner sorry that's like i don't know if i'm gonna dream about a food for some reason i dream about eating lucky charms for me it's rice i and sushi oh my gosh sushi but um <laughs> we, and obviously we have foods we like but we're not just gonna go back one day and eat crappy again and get fat again like that's not the point um, the point is that we change our lifestyle and we think differently. So, um, so like which was, I want you to visualize your plate. Most of your calories are from healthy fat, even though it takes up less room on your plate. Healthy fats don't take up as much room, but they're, they're high in calories and you need them to lose weight, which is, it's hard for people to change that mindset because mm -hmm. we're used to hearing that fat is bad, but that's not true. And then um, your next biggest thing is going to be your protein, whatever that is. Um, it's going to take up the it's 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 the middle thing. So it's this. What did you say? It's like the size of your fist is your yeah, protein size. about four ounces. I mean, it, I I don't even. I, I'll come back to that, but just a second. Um, and then the smallest thing is, or sorry, the largest thing on your plate is vegetables, but they're the least amount of calories. That's why it's it'd be really hard to get out of ketosis eating vegetables. Yeah. I mean, some vegetables are high in, um, like obviously starchy vegetables like squash, corn and squash, potatoes, potatoes. We don't eat potatoes. those because they're so they're almost like a complex carb. How high they are in starch, mm -hmm. but um, you're you're eating a ton of vegetables. But this is a mindset change too. I eat vegetables with breakfast. And think about the healthiest cultures on earth: Japan, other Asian countries. They eat vegetables with every single meal. Mm -hmm. And we need to change that. We think oh breakfast should be you know pancakes, cereal, pancakes, and syrup, and French toast mm -hmm. and even oatmeal is so high in complex carbs, and people are like, oh, oatmeal's good for you. Oh, these protein shakes are good for you. But you know, a lot of those protein shakes are filled with, because I will make Hidden smoothies. Hidden sugars. I will make smoothies sometimes, especially if I'm going to go on a big hike. I'll make a smoothie sometimes beforehand, but I am really careful what I put in it. And when I put berries and stuff, I stick to raspberries, blueberries, strawberries. I don't eat, sometimes I'll eat mandarin oranges. I don't eat apples or bananas or any of like the high, high. And some people can eat fruits and not be kicked out of ketosis. But whenever I do, I'm kicked out of ketosis. And so. But personally, if I'm gonna like have so many calories a day, I don't want to drink them. I want to eat them. Mm -hmm. And so I, I typically just eat my calories. But um, a couple of the lifestyle changes, I don't have the same lifestyle I had six months ago. Mm -hmm. I eat two meals a day, and people are like, is that healthy? And it totally is. I'm not hungry. Yeah. I'm only hungry when my body needs food. And I eat the high fat, high protein fills you for a long time. And my plates look different. I don't eat nearly as much. 
and I don't eat nearly as often. And peop, there's a myth about metabolism too, that you need to always be firing your metabolism. Our bodies are made so amazingly. Our metabolism is going all the time. We don't need to be feeding it. It's not like a fire that needs to be burning all the time. It's, it is burning all the time, but when we give breaks in between our meals, it gives our body time and energy to spend. So two meals a day, um, I don't eat any complex carbs, no bread, no pasta, um, but I focus more on what I can eat, not what I can't. I mm-hmm. don't eat salads. <laughs> not I'm gonna hate get... salads, but I love salads. I could eat salad every day. I'm gonna get kicked out of the keto community because I, if you don't like it, if you hate cucumbers, do not eat cucumbers. If you love cucumbers, eat them every day like me because I love cucumbers. <laughs> I make a cucumber salad, which is really just cucumbers with ranch on it. Okay, so I mean, think about what you like to do and just eat it all the time and enjoy the foods you have like. And then when you're done eating, you're done eating. Well, and a different way we've approached our lifestyle is growing up, food was so much like everything was revolved. Different lesson. Oh my gosh. Yeah, everything was revolved around food. But like for example, the last night we went to a jazz concert. It was outside. There was food trucks. But we ate before we came, and we learned we did not have to have food to have fun. Before I would go to something like that, and I'd be like, oh, I would spend fifteen bucks on one meal, and it would be greasy and. Some guy who maybe didn't wash his hands made it, you know. (laughs) But we were able to just enjoy and be together, and we don't need to have that food. We brought our water. We had our blankets. We took a walk. We just enjoyed our time together. Yeah, and, um, yeah, so, I mean, there's so much more. We could talk for the next 15 hours because we're gifted with gab. And like I said, it's um, different from everyone. We're not physicians. We're not nutritionists. This is just literally what has worked for us. And so we wanted to give some insight and share that with people because we do get a lot of questions. So if you would like to send us, like we said in the beginning, a DM, my Instagram is fosteringhealth89. And mine's natalie underscore clean living 1990. And we would love to answer your questions. And obviously, we are not the end all be all. So yeah. Just take it or leave it. This is just what's worked for us. And we'll talk more in future episodes. We we plan on talking about how our family culture and how different ethnicities eat differently and how busy moms, how is it, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom, it's really hard to eat healthy because you're home a lot. But when you're a working mom, it's hard to eat healthy because there's a bowl of candy at every office for some reason. So Oh, and I'm so excited because our next podcast is our first mom interview. Yeah, you won't have to listen to just Natalie and I gab. We'll have somebody else in here to offset the gift of gab. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great week. Stay tuned for next week's podcast episode. And if you haven't listened to last week's, you can find it on Google. We are the Instamamas. You can also find it on Spotify and Anchor and hopefully soon iTunes. I'll let you know on our Instagram uh, when we get added to iTunes. Thanks a lot.